This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I'm a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Ben, who is a gay intended father living in Queensland. And in January of this year, he became a father through surrogacy when his surrogate, who lives in Victoria, gave birth to his daughter, Ivy. It was really lovely chatting with Ben and hearing his insights and also about how much he's enjoying parenthood. So my name is Ben. I'm a gay IP uh, from Brisbane in Australia. Uh, my partner, Terry, and I had a baby girl, Ivy, uh, this year, January this year, um, via altruistic surrogacy. And uh, we met our surrogate, Kath, um, who lives in Geelong, Victoria, about two years ago. Great. Can you tell me a bit about how, well, how did you come to surrogacy? I guess it's kind of obvious when you're a gay couple, but uh, where did you start when you started thinking about it? Uh, I guess going right back to the start, um, it was a very... Um, it, it was it was a conversation between Terry and I, and it was more of an off the cuff comment that we both would like to have um, children, which was a bit unusual because, and that was quite early in our relationship, and it wasn't something that we'd encountered before. We'd been with previous partners that weren't um, necessarily keen on having a child, so um, I think for us to find out that we were both sort of on the same page um, quite early in the relationship was a nice surprise and surrogacy sort of developed from there, but, but obviously with a lot of research and conversations along the way. Did you consider going overseas or was it always going to be in Australia? Uh, no, look, we looked at everything and I think uh, initially um, we were looking commercially um, because a lot of our um, initial research, a lot of what we could find was about commercial surrogacy and going to places like India and, and Thailand before they sort of closed their borders. And it wasn't until um, we did more research that we realised altruistic surrogacy was a thing um, and it was something that, that could actually potentially work for us here in Australia. And so you met Kath through the Facebook group, is that right? We actually met Kath through uh, the Fertility Connections uh, web forum, um, but obviously moved our conversation to um, Facebook because it's probably a little bit more... Uh, user-friendly in terms of interacting with each other. But no, we, we initially met through the uh, Fertility Connections Forum and began speaking there. Okay. And can you tell me what was the relationship in the beginning? Um, so we, we posted a bit of an introduction about ourselves um, in the Fertility Connections website and Kath had done the same for her and I read her story and I don't actually know exactly what it is what it was about her story that spoke to me but I read it and there was it, based on what she put up there and her situation she's a single um, parent with two young children um, she couldn't she had wanted to be a surrogate for a while but uh, her previous partner wasn't that keen on her doing it and it wasn't until she sort of separated from him that she began to think about surrogacy a lot more seriously and I sent her a message actually after reading her story to say look this is awesome that you want to be a surrogate um, but in terms of you having two small children and sort of being a single parent, how do you think that that's going to work sort of being a surrogate and potentially being a surrogate to a couple that might be into the state. And that's how our conversation sort of started. She, she liked the fact that she was speaking to someone that was asking questions um, and I guess thinking about her and not just sort of blowing hot air up her <laughs> and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's how our conversation started. And, and I guess from, because we started um, our relationship, by being honest and asking those questions of each other. That's just the way that it's been ever since. And did you have an egg donor or was that something that you needed to find? 
No, we had we had an egg donor, and we were really lucky because uh, a friend of ours, uh, a friend that Terry's known for nearly 22 years, um, offered to be our egg donor. So that was fantastic um, because when you're looking for both a surrogate and an egg donor, it can be quite stressful. So to have her come forward um, and and offer that, um, we were just blown away by that offer. Yeah. So tell me, in terms of Kath being in Victoria and you guys being in Queensland, what was the process like from there for you know, the counselling and the IVF clinic? Um, look, for the being interstate probably worked for us. I don't know that it would necessarily work for every couple or every team, I should say. But um, for us, it did work. It, didn't, it wasn't without its challenges. We obviously would have liked to have been down um, in Victoria to help uh, while Kath was pregnant in with just little things like cooking and cleaning that she was sort of struggling to do maybe later in the pregnancy. But that distance... Um, was quite helpful in allowing us both to have our own space as well and not sort of living in each other's pockets. Um, and I don't know that we all would have coped <laughs> with that if we had been in the same state. But, um, yeah, look, it, it, it worked really well for us. We made an effort to go down and see Kath um, as much as possible, and that wasn't even necessarily for appointments and things like that. That was just to hang out. But we obviously did try to get down for most appointments as well. I don't think there was many that we missed at all. Um, and Kath and her kids um, came up and visited us a fair bit as well. So we were really lucky that we got to spend a bit of time with each other over that nine months and I guess the six to nine months before that. Um, but yeah, it did. It worked for us, that interstate relationship, and I wouldn't have any problems um, recommending that to the right team as well. Um, what were the challenges being interstate, though, when, you know, it sounds like it really worked, but where, when it was difficult, what sort of things did you have to do to overcome those difficulties? Well, like I said, when, when Kath was struggling being um, sort of being pregnant and not being able to move like she used to, especially later in the pregnancy, um, cleaning and cooking for the kids and not having the energy to do those things was hard for her. Um, and the way that we got around that was to... Um, we organised for a cleaner to come in. I think once every two weeks was all she needed. Um, in the end, um, we organised um, food for her and the family as well. But I guess it just would have been nicer if it could have been something that we did, like it was a sacrifice of our time rather than a sacrifice of money. Um, probably would have made us, feel a little, made us feel a little bit better. Um, and I guess for us, um, just not being close by in case of an emergency was maybe something that we thought about over the course of the pregnancy as well. I mean, we were lucky in that we didn't have um, a situation come up where we did need to be there in a hurry, but it was something that we worried about and it was obviously something that we worried about um, as the due date approached as well, just making sure that we were going to be around in time for the big moment. Yeah. Now, because you're in Queensland, you followed the Queensland process. Um, yes. What was the counselling like for you guys? Did you do it through a clinic counsellor or a private counsellor? Uh, we did it through a private counsellor. So um, for our sur pre-birth surrogacy counselling, um, we did that through um, Katrina Hale. Um, and that involved uh, a session with Katrina for just Terry and I, uh, a session for Kath and her partner Luke with Katrina, and then a third session um, for all of us to sit down and talk with Katrina about um, what might come up and how we would handle um, those different scenarios that she came up with. And that third session where we were all together was a face-to-face -face session that we did with her in Sydney. The other two were Skype sessions. Yeah. Did you feel like the counselling uh, gave you a good foundation for a good journey? Could it have been better? Could the counselling have prepared you better? 
No, look, I, I've probably got an answer that's going to annoy some people because our um, whole story and experience was really positive and I'm, ne- I'm never going to be one that poo-poos counselling because I think it's really um, important that you do go and have those conversations with someone that can help you navigate them, um, especially when you're talking about surrogacy where, uh, you know, you've got lots of different people with lots of different, lots of different opinions and you're doing this, you know, this massive thing. There's lots of room for error in there. So having a counsellor yeah, is a good thing. But I would say that we had such a great relationship and such an honest relationship before we even did the counselling that there wasn't much that came up that we hadn't spoken about already. So it was more just a matter of for us of going through what we'd spoken about already and just making sure that it hadn't changed. There really wasn't too much that came up that we hadn't already discussed, which was, I think that was a nice sort of validation for us that we'd done what ne- what we needed to do in laying that foundation um, early on. Yeah. Um, so tell me, at the time of the birth, you guys came down to Victoria for that. How did the birth go? Oh, the birth was amazing. Uh, we had, I, I guess, um, some hiccups very early on in the piece with the hospital, just about making sure that they were going to be able to provide um, what we needed, and that was primarily around... Terry and I being allowed into the theatre because it was a C-section um, that we um, opted for in having Ivy um, and to make sure that Luke, Cass' partner, was going to be in there as well. So there was a bit of back and forth around whether they were going to let that many people into the room, um, but we they, they came to the party on that one and we got down in time for the birth. It all went to plan, but Kath, Kath delivered on the day that she was supposed to um, and the whole process, I mean, the whole day was just magic. We are... Uh, one of the nurses was running around in the theatre with one of one of our phones taking photos. So we've got lots of memories from the days of the day as well. But yeah, I, I can't really fault the hospital. They were awesome in what they were able to provide for us, both during the birth and and in Kath's care afterwards. So, um, how long after the birth did you stay in the hospital? Uh, we so Ivy was born sort of nine o'clock, and we stayed all of that day and that night, and we're discharged by about lunchtime the next day so we weren't in for very long at all and we were discharged with ivy um kath was in for about five days okay and was that difficult you guys leaving her behind uh not really i don't think so i think um we spent a lot of time with kath sort of over that first 24 hours in particular um and every day uh, we would spend you know a good three or four hours possibly more at the hospital with Kath um, and sort of bring Ivy up to her as well. So, no, look, it wasn't too hard because we made the effort to make sure that even though we were being discharged, we were still there and we were still sort of supporting Kath and she was still spending time with Ivy. So it all sort of worked quite well for us. Tell me, after you left back to Queensland, how did you guys keep a relationship going with Kath, given the distance? Um, Look, we made, we obviously made, that was a, that was something that I was very aware of even before having Ivy. I was really nervous about making sure that that relationship was maintained after she arrived. I didn't want Kath feeling like now that we had a child, she'd sort of served her purpose and and that was it. Um, Because the relationship that we formed over that sort of 15 months that we'd known each other or however long it was in the end was real. And I would say that we're friends now. It's not about the fact that we've had a baby together. We're actually just a group of friends that have gone through this, you know, fantastic experience. And 
I wanted her to know that. So we, we were really conscious about making sure that we were still calling like we would normally call, that we were still texting like we would normally text. I think the level of communication probably settles into a bit, a bit of a different pattern after the baby arrives because you don't have the same time that you used to. Um, but we still Skype Kath sort of every week. Um, I'm, I text her most days or, you know, if not every day, most days. And um, we've even sort of caught up face-to-face a couple of times since I've come along. So, you know, we're, we're mindful that that's, that's the type of relationship that we want to maintain and that's sort of the level of contact that we want to maintain as well. And we're all sort of on the same page there. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that you guys have just done your own parentage order? So we, I mean, we did um, have a bit of help from people sort of within the face, uh, the surrogacy community uh, in terms of providing advice on how, that you, how you could um, do your own parents and daughter. So we did that and um, we did seek a little bit of advice sort of um, off the book sort of from, from legal representatives that we knew. But yes, for the most part, the whole thing was done by ourselves. And how did you find that? Was that pretty smooth and straightforward? Look, it, it, it is, um, but law is a very particular area. <laughs> um, and look, we, we did it and it's done. And I would say that it wasn't too stressful, but you do need to know what you're doing. And there's lots of little quirks um, and things that you might not necessarily know about until you're doing them that you need to be aware of. So it wasn't without its stressful moments, but look, it wasn't too bad. No, I think that's right. I think well done. If people can do most of it themselves, then that's perfect. That's the way it should be. I think the thing that we were mindful of as well is we were looking at getting a lawyer to do it for us, but some of the quotes that we were receiving were just ridiculous, sort of ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for this process that we ended up doing. I think out of out of pocket cost for us was about a thousand dollars in the end. So that's when you compare that against what you're being quoted, that's where you go, you know, this system maybe needs a little bit of work in some areas. I wouldn't disagree with you there. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anyone that's thinking about going through surrogacy, um, maybe if they're a gay couple, for example? I Look, I would say that if, if you're a gay couple in particular, and any couple, to be honest, if you're a couple that is thinking about having a child and that's something that you're passionate about, do it. And if surrogacy is the way that you can make that happen, absolutely um, go for it. Um, put the time in to really get to know um, the different members of your team and in particular your surrogate. Um, don't go into, um, I guess, an experience like this and think that you can shortcut it. That's not going to work. Um, but it's such a rewarding experience and that's not even including, you know, the beautiful baby that you get by the end of it. Um, the whole thing has just been beautiful and we've loved every moment of it and can't sort of recommend it enough that's great um what's the best part of parenting <laughs> next question <laughs> <laughs> um i guess just be look it's pretty simple being a dad um it's something that i've never had the opportunity to experience before and it's not without its challenges but i've loved every minute of it and yeah can't wait to see this little girl grow up and what she's doing over the years but yeah that's great congratulations thank you thank you that's all right thank you that was episode 21 of the australian surrogacy podcast if you would like to get in touch with me you can find me on instagram on facebook or at sarahjefford.com